name's JD. I'm one of the pastors of North City, and we love to at these community dinners just create space to tell a story about Jesus's life, uh, because this is why we do this, why we create this space in the community is uh, our, our community uh, thinks Jesus is a good leader, and his life is worth uh, following the example of, and he did this like all the time, so this is why we're creating the space, and this is just such a chill community dinner this this week, isn't it? I was telling Sarah that uh, last time I think we had like 80 people in here and it was much more chaotic. So I'm appreciating the air conditioning for one and a little bit more chill uh, vibes today. So I'm curious, I didn't, I wasn't sure if my community time question got exactly translated through Christian Ann, but uh, tell me about your friends, your best friends in high school and what I'm specifically interested in what annoyed you about them. Did she ask that? Oh. <laughs> she's, she's like, no, I said it. You just heard it. Oh, just best friend growing up. Yeah, I, high school was my addition. She's, on the, I, she's in the clear on that. But what annoyed you about the friends you grew up with? I'm just curious. I don't know why I'm so interested in that, but anybody? had some annoying quality of the friends I grew up with. Great, you all had amazing friends, good. None that you're willing to share in public, I'll take that. Christian Ann's best friend cracked her knuckles all the time. Anybody have a knuckle cracker for a friend? <laughs> knuckle cracker? Well, not, turns out she married someone who cracks their knuckles all the time. So I don't know what that says about her friendships. Well, good. Yeah, the reason I ask about friendship is we wanted to talk about friendship today, actually. And um, full disclosure, I, I, I love nerding out on research and specifically research around human relationships a lot. And so I encountered this study that was done. And uh, I see some of you starting to yawn already, but bear with me for a second. Uh, uh, ride this nerd train with me for a little bit. This study was done by the American Survey Center. On, a, on the state of American friendships. What do you all think the state of American friendships is? I'm about to tell you. Well, you should, you should look up the article. There's some really fascinating, nuanced things that I obviously don't have time to go into. But the overall thing was that, uh, and this is a bit of a downer, as you might imagine, friendships have been on a fairly steep decline in America for a long time. They did a the same study in 1990, and then again in two, uh, 2021. And obviously 2021 was a unique time to talk about friendship, because maintaining friendships in a pandemic, as you all have experienced over the last few years, maybe you've lost some friends, maybe you've gained some friends. Actually, some of the data that they found out was that it was about even. Everybody kind of lost one friend and gained one friend on average. But basically, the high level, it finds that uh, Americans have fewer close friendships than they once did. And talking, they're talking to friends less and relying on those friends for personal support less. One of the things that was fascinating to me is that the number of people that say they have at least three close friends has grown to nearly 50%. So 50% of respondents say they have just three close friends. In 1990, that number was only 27% of respondents. So in, what is that, 20 years? Is my math right? No, 30 years, we've grown, uh, basically doubled in uh, our decrease of the close number of friends that we have. 
This survey was not particularly kind to men. As you can imagine, men, uh, we, we struggle to have close relationships and friendships. And in general, basically across the data, with the exception, this is fascinating, there's racial differences in friendship, which is amazing. Uh, white men in particular lag about 10% behind uh, women in general in our close friendships. But in the African-American community, in the Hispanic community, uh, they have much more vibrant friends, statistically, uh, or a number of close friends in those communities. It's just a really fascinating data that uh, some other time uh, you and I can have a longer conversation about. But why it's fascinating for us is we're asking the question tonight, what did Jesus think about friendship? What was Jesus' approach to friendship? And as I looked at this, uh, this data and stuff, it raised some important questions even in my own life. And I think the central one was, how important is friendship to my life? How important is friendship to my life? We make space for things that are important to us. And this data would show that we've made a habit of not making as much space, or maybe circumstances have changed that it's harder to make space for the concept of friendship in our lives. When I think about Jesus' friend, uh, Jesus as friend, I'm captivated by this one verse in John, actually several verses that we're gonna talk about, but one in particular. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. You remember this verse? Any Sunday schoolers out there? You don't have to be a Sunday schooler to belong in this space, but there are a few of us in here, and I call them out every once in a while. Jesus wept is the shortest verse. And I think it's actually one of the most powerful verses. You guys are laughing at me back there. What? <laughs> it's one of the most powerful verses, actually, in the New Testament because of the context. Jesus has just lost one of his best friends. Lazarus, one of his friends, has died. And he was uh, delayed in coming. And the following verses is actually an observation about Jesus. It says, Jesus wept. And then the people uh, around are looking at him and they say, look at how much he loved him. And I just think if you sit for this verse for a moment and say, what does that say about how Jesus values friendship? What does that say about the extent that Jesus, who we are convinced is God and fully human, and entered into the human experience to show us what it truly means to be human, what does that share about friendship for us. The book of John, really, friendship is a huge theme. It's a big part of Jesus' story. And it becomes even more clear when he's hanging out with his disciples. Those are people who kind of followed him through the journey of his life. And he's having dinner with them, and he's teaching them, and he's kind of towards the end of his ministry. He's about to, if you know the story, die on the cross and resurrect again. And he's kind of having this dialogue with them about, like, the most important things in his life. And I want to read a little section from what he says to his disciples. Uh, and it's sort of about friendship. It's not sort of. It is about friendship. This is John 15. Verse 9 through 17. Listen in and see, see what this might say about friendship in your life and what Jesus thinks about it. Verse 9 says, As the Father, as the Father has loved me, that's how Jesus referred uh, to the Father in heaven. So I love you. Remain in my love. 
If you keep my commands, now that translation means if you listen to what I say, if we have a relationship where you respond to my leadership in your life, if you listen to my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be made complete, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. My leadership looks like this. Love each other as, as I have loved you. And then he says, greater love has no man than this, no one than this, than to lay one's life down for his friends. And then he says this amazing line. He says, you are my friends if you respond to my leadership. I no longer call you servants because servants do not know his master's business. I, instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from the, my father, I have made known to you. You, do not choose, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go bear fruit, fruit that will last, have a meaningful life, I think is what he's referring to. And so that whatever you ask in the name of the father will be given to you. This is my command, he repeats again, love each other. As I was doing some uh, research of this passage, trying to make sense of this, trying to wonder what difference this makes in our life, one uh, person looking at this noticed that this, these two verses about Jesus saying, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends, and I have told you everything the Father has told me, is a reference to Greek culture. Actually, there's pretty specific references in both Plato and Socrates talking about friendship as the basis of society. Fr love between friends as the basis of society. And they say two markers of friendship are the ability and willingness to die for someone and straight talk, being open and transparent with someone. That's something that Plato and Socrates said. So in some sense, the writer of John is picking up those themes in Jesus's life and saying, Jesus is the ideal that Plato was talking about. And so when we think about friendship in our lives, maybe when we say the word friend, we get a little bit confused on what that means today. Facebook tells me I have 1,400 friends. Maybe you have more friends than I do. But those friends, like, I don't even know most of them. Most of them just comment on, like, in weird ways. Not most of them, like two of them comment in really weird ways in any post that I make. Kara is not one of those people. Um, but that's not friendship, is it? I think a deep understanding of what friendship can be in our life is that sacrifice and vulnerability. And Jesus is the prime example of that, that in our lives, we can cultivate relationship with others based on sacrifice and vulnerability, which are two things that stand in direct contrast to what our lives lead us towards in relationship with others, isn't it? If we look closely at the American context we live in, the subtle messages we receive, we're pulled in the opposite direction of sacrifice. Usually our relationships get filtered through the lens of convenience and support of us. We constantly move towards sameness and instead of uh, towards sacrifice or tension in our relationships. We want to be around people who make us feel good. We want to be around people who uh, bring us good feelings and good experiences. Those two things aren't necessarily in contrast, but if we're not careful, we'll subtly move 
be moved more and more into spaces where we have to sacrifice less to maintain relationships. And this world, as I watch it more and more, just seems to be uh, pushing us more into smaller, particular, unique pockets that look very much like ourselves, that require less and less sacrifice. And more and more, uh, vulnerability is becoming super hard. Like there's this sort of faux vulnerability that maybe exists on the internet when we share things. But how many spaces in our life do we truly have? How many relationships in our life do we truly have where we can rely on someone else emotionally, when we can share something deeply painful? The statistics I referenced earlier saying that those are saying that those are diminishing less and less. And not just in terms of our relationship with one another, but what does this say about Jesus? What does this say theologically? You know, it strikes me that there are a lot of titles that we give Jesus. You maybe heard a lot of titles for Jesus. You've heard Savior, you've heard King, Messiah, Lord, Alpha, and Omega. But I think it's worth noting that one of the titles that he gives himself very intentionally is friend. Friend to us. And I think maybe initially you might have heard that and you might think of like what's going on in kids programming and cute little phrases about Jesus being my friend and uh, campfire songs that sound a little bit like Jesus is my boyfriend. And that is just like a, such a watered down version of what friendship can be. Here's a man who walked the earth and said, what I am to you is friend. I'm willing to die for you. I think you're that valuable. I'm willing to expend my life for your benefit. And I'm willing to share everything that the Father has shared with me, with you. He extends that sort of relationship with us. I wonder if we're missing a vocation. Not just as people who follow Jesus, but as human beings. That as friendship in our life fades in importance, we're missing one of the primary vocations, one of the primary callings we've been given as humans. There's so much that gets attention in our lives. I can think of this for men in particular. We love to chase and spend our energy on accomplishment. Not just men, all of us do. It is a worthy calling in life to spend your time and energy investing in friendship. At the end of your days, that will be probably one of the most meaningful things in your life, the value of the friendships that you had. Not just you, selfishly, but people desperately need others who are willing to sacrifice and offer vulnerability in relationship with others. And it strikes me that Jesus isn't just savior, isn't just king, isn't just messiah. He's friend who shows us how to cultivate that meaning in relationship in other people. I'll be the first to admit that I am not good at this. I feel a little bit hypocritical talking about friendship because I'm an introvert. I don't have a lot of close friends. I've moved around a bunch in my life. And I, 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 have, very, I have very good friendships, but friendships are hard for me. And I think it's a bit of a Midwest symptom, actually. I come from, uh, actually, if you go a couple generations back, Swedish immigrants and a really robust family system that has stayed together. Literally, like, I have like 17 cousins, and most of them live in the same zip code. And so there's a little Swedish tribe up in northern Wisconsin called the Larsons. And that's the context that I grew up in. And in many ways, that was beautiful. 
That was an amazing context to grow up in. But in some ways, it becomes a limitation. And Christian Anna has helped me see, being from California where it's not the same dynamic, that sometimes family can actually become a limitation to true friendship in our context. Where, fa uh, where f uh, family is who we go to first and we don't really need to go far beyond that. And I wonder if there is a missing out on a vocation, on a calling to cultivate true loving relationship with the people around us because we're maybe a little too reliant on family in our life. That's not everybody's story, but it's part of my story. It's easier for me sometimes to go back to that space than to risk sacrifice and vulnerability with others. This summer is all about experiments. This summer is about trying things that Jesus did in his life. So I want to invite you to maybe just try to trust Jesus as a wise person, but also the author of our life and your life, and that he knows what he's doing, and maybe risk a little bit and experiment in friendship. First of all, I would say that don't look past the amazing truth that Jesus calls you friend. He's willing to die for you. He's sacrificed for your life. So if that's a new concept for you, if you want to talk about that, if you want to talk about the meaning and the value and the amazing things that that brings into your life, we're here for it. Let's talk about it. In terms of relationship with others, I wonder if we can try a few things. Maybe think about what sacrifice and vulnerability look like in the relationships we have right now so we can maybe take the next step in cultivating friendships in our own life. I just have a, uh, maybe a fun experiment for you. Give something up, maybe it's time, treasure, talent of yours, that you would normally do for yourself. Give it up for a friend. So if you've got, if you've got like one morning away from the little kids, or if you've got a Saturday off from work and you're stoked to go out and be on the trail by yourself, experiment here and maybe gift that to a friend and go with them, invite them along or maybe if you got a pass to some cool experience, just literally give that to a friend. The currency of friendship is sacrifice and vulnerability. Try something that looks like sacrifice in the friendships that you have. Share something that you wouldn't otherwise share with a friend. If you're going through something hard or if you're going through something good, take the moment to intentionally have a moment of vulnerability with a friend that you maybe haven't gone to that level with yet. Take the risk uh, to jump in and build a friendship further with them. North City, I'll speak to us that I think this is a primary calling of ours. One of the things we say about community dinner in our space is that the intention of this is to create a space where strangers become friends and get invited into the family of God. And so we have a special call on our lives, the people who participate in North City, to practice the sacrifice and vulnerability towards our community and towards one another that cultivates friendship, that elevates it as a worthy thing to invest in. So I want to turn to uh, some time around your table. We love to just process this a little bit. And we just ask a simple question. What stood out to you in either something I said or in Jesus' own example? Or um, maybe what's one thing that you want to try or one experience that you've had with this? So what's stood out to you? What's one thing you maybe want to try? Or what difference does this make in your life? No pressure to share. Uh, find maybe th three or four people around you. Uh, we try to just 
have a, a guideline of, uh, of keeping it to about two minutes so that everybody gets a chance to be listened to. And uh, we just want to affirm that if you just want to listen tonight and you don't want to share something, that is full participation and we're grateful just for the space to listen to one another. So go ahead, turn to someone around you and maybe just ask what stood out to them tonight. <laughs> 